Hey guys, welcome to your homegirls podcast. I'm Sharon. I'm Jillian. And I'm Fatima. So this episode is a little bit different. I wanted to start off by talking about some controversial things. So did you guys know that 69% of adults have social media? Did you expect that number? I feel like that's low. Yeah, I thought it would be higher, actually. I thought it would be like in the 80s to 90s. Yeah, I thought it would be too. But we also have to remember the boomers too. A lot of them don't have it. And that's majority of the population. Um, So I was also looking it up too. So alternative to that, kids. Do you know what the number is? For social media? Yeah. I'd guess pretty close to 100. Like 97. Surprisingly, it's only 81%. Really? Um, so I was actually watching this doc- documentary. I mentioned it, The Social Dilemma from the first episode. Yep. And uh, I don't know if you guys had watched it yet. My recommendations <laughs> that I gave you guys. You know I don't listen to you. I haven't watched it yet, <laughs> but keyword there is yet. I yeah, will watch yeah. it. No, I'm, so, I'm planning on watching it. Yeah, so it's really interesting. It really breaks down how social media affects people. And I was looking at some statistics from the documentary. And they gathered some data from between 2009 and 2015. And it said specifically girls between the ages of 15 and 19, their suicide rate has increased by 70% actually. 70. 70% it's increased. 15 to 19 years old. And then... For kids 10 to 14, it's actually 150%, 51% up. Oh my god. 151% up. That's 10, sorry, you said 10 to? Uh, 10 to 14 years old. That's crazy. That's insane. From 2009 to 2015. So I can imagine that that number has drastically increased. As you've noticed, kids these days, they've matured so much. They're exposed to so many things. Have you guys heard about the eight teenage girls in Toronto that murdered that? He's around mid-50s. Yeah, I I did see that. Okay, so there's not much information about it, but all eight of the girls were found and arrested, and one of them actually have been uh, bailed out. Yeah, I saw that too. So what's interesting is they haven't mentioned any motive yet, and they were actually wanted the same night for another situation, which is interesting. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and online it does say that they had met... on social media and congregated from different areas of the greater toronto area yeah and i i did see i don't know now this i think this was a speculation that um that murder was over like a bottle bottle of liquor bottle of alcohol but i know that's just a speculation for now it hasn't been confirmed but it's still just crazy to me how eight teenage girls especially would commit such a murder yeah like i i think it's a little crazy but like i think also like at the same time not that crazy um with this with the day and age with that we the day are and in age, like yeah. the, like the thing is like we see everything now online like on social media in the news like it, like there's a never ending like stream of i i was going to say knowledge but it's not all correct yeah. <laughs> of just like input right like there's just all this information and misinformation like everywhere and honestly I know for myself, I love a good true crime murder doc. I love like the podcast. It's like the main, like the one thing I'm like super interested in. I feel like right now there's this huge boom of true crime and like murder being almost like romanticized. Yeah. Yes. Especially with all the serial killers. Um, So one thing I did want to mention to kind of tie the documentary into the situation with these girls is 
uh, a lot of kids these days have been exposed to um, just like vulnerable situations, violence and things like that. And it is really desensitizing these kids to not have any reaction to these types of things or even like be stimulated in a positive way. Not necessarily positive, but sort of have a dopamine reaction because they are entertained by these things and i think being exposed to these things so young like the true crime and stuff Mm -hmm. we can watch this at this age while our frontal lobes are developed but someone that is like 12 years old watching these brutal murders they can't really comprehend what truly is happening and that maybe it's a bad thing or maybe it's a good thing they will perceive these documentaries or these influx of knowledge on social media as however they perceive it right it could be a positive way bad way whatever or even if they're you know monkey see monkey do they're so young they might perceive it as something that oh maybe i can do it yeah and they grow up Mm -hmm. and it and end up like you never know like maybe they they see it as almost a popularity i mean i don't know what they're thinking but like oh maybe one day i'm gonna get spoken about like even i was thinking like the jeffrey dahmer documentary yeah i mean i wasn't able to get past the first episode i am like a little bit of a weakling when it comes to these kind of things but what does it say about us as people that we actually can sit down and watch a whole series like that, that. we want to yeah. consume it and and it's entertainment yeah, right? yeah like, like it's fun i love it like it's it's <laughs> it crazy, is but i have but so one thing i was going to mention and like i i don't like i'm not gonna pretend like i know statistics on this or something because this <laughs> is like kind of old knowledge from the back of my brain but like it made me think of there's almost this gang mentality especially yeah. around teenagers where yeah. it's like something you probably wouldn't normally do if you're in a group of people and it's almost like peer pressure like it's like oh should we do this and then it's like should we do this let's do it and then like you kind of psych each other up and you do something you'd like never think of doing like like a lot of like teenage crimes that's kind of how they start and like usually it's nothing as batshit crazy as that but it's like impressionable kids get this gang mentality and they want they don't want to be outcasted so they'll do things that they wouldn't normally do to feel like part of the group like i wonder like with it being such a big group of girls if that's kind of how it started like i you know i don't know exactly how they met and everything but i would imagine they were like probably started off joking about things and like making comments and whatever and then it just kind of got a little too real Yeah. yeah and i i have heard that like um one of the psychologists i'm speaking of the case um was was saying that how shocked they were that a group of teenage girls can commit such a crime out of all groups if any demographic really yeah young this like so there was three 13 year olds three 14 year olds and two 16 year olds yeah it's insane so i mean it's expected at that age men male ch- children boys really yeah. to be doing these acts it's more common for that to happen it, you really can't hear this anywhere that teenage girls are doing this even the force it takes to like i don't even want to mimic the act but yeah. like to constantly stab like to stomach there's that lot, there's a lot of rage that yeah. goes behind stabbing someone and for them i don't know the number but i believe it was quite a few times it was like in the 50s i think yeah more than the amount of girls there were no. around 50 times you said a lot of times it takes a lot of force a lot of energy and a lot of rage so to- i just kind of perceiving this as like an outsider and not you know giving any knowledge on it my personal opinion i feel like there's more to it uh than what Mm -hmm. had been released yeah i think it's really interesting too because stabbing is and especially stabbing like at that quantity i guess that volume (laughs) if we want to say that 
it's uh it's often linked with like a sexual release like usually men who are impotent Mm. stab their victims women tend to do things like poison or shoot because it's yes i mean like shooting is like relatively violent but it's not as personal yeah and like women in general tend to go for the the more um gentler humane approach ethical in a way yeah that's the thing i think that's why we tie these brutal crimes to men or boys Mm -hmm. doing it because like you said it's connected in a i feel like it's it's like a psychosexual thing psychosexual thing not always but a lot of the time exactly and a lot of these serial killers they'll discuss these um impulses and they are usually tied to a sexual desire like dom Mm. or like um Uh, bundy bundy and then I forget the other guy's name who ended up... John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, Gacy. The, the clown. clown. Yeah. Nightmare. Nightmare fuel. That yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty freaky stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of funny, though. Like, I think in our lifetime... And, like, definitely since, like, my teenage years, so I don't know, how old am I? <laughs> like, 20 years like, ago. Past, like, 10 years. 20 years, oh, my God. <laughs> like, in, like, the past, like, 10 years or whatever, like, I have heard of a couple cases, like, um, I don't know if you guys remember, there were those two girls somewhere in the States, I believe, um, who lured their friend into a forest, yes. and they oh, stabbed yes. her to death, and it was, like, a Slender Man sacrifice yes, or something. I remember that. But I, I feel like when we see... Again, guys, like, don't call me on this shit. I'm not a professional, but when we see, like, the younger girls killing, it's, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the time it ends up being tied back to, like, the occult in some way and some, like, crazy trend or fad or whatever that, like, literally just spirals out of control. It's never just, you know, like, I feel like when they, when they look at boys in these situations, they're like, oh, well, it's just in their nature. This is how they felt. But boys I feel are like just serial killers. it's a little sexist. <laughs> yeah. Like, when, but then when they look at women, they're like, oh, they're just crazy. They, you know, like, yeah, lost this is, cool. you know, they, they imagine something. Yeah. It's really awful. But yeah, it's, it's funny because typically like just in the nature of men are more likely to commit like violent, like kind of gruesome crimes and women are more likely to commit yeah like, like more said, calculated like, yeah more calculated and, for sure um and something like 50 plus stab wounds that's like a frenzy yeah i can't fathom that this guy was a stranger i cannot fathom that i know like i i can't like again we will need to wait and see what other new revelations are made but um if there isn't more to the story that would just be mind-boggling and it would definitely be something linked to being in a group setting and once it started happening like i'm sure their mindset completely altered and yeah. it was like total yeah. rage violent mode um yeah. but if there would be something that did trigger it or something that is discovered later on it would also be interesting to see what it what it is yeah well we can definitely discuss that when more details are covered but at the same time they're also minors right like yeah there's not going to be a lot of information they're never going to release their names um but like to kind of circle back to it it's interesting that they met they i don't think they were that close i'm not quite sure but like yeah they all met on social media on social media from total different different areas areas. like it's not like they go to school together no and i know it was mentioned that a few of them have already had encounters with the uh, with the the police like three of them or something it's hard to understand why this like how this could happen they haven't had that a lot of time together don't know each other that well from what's been released and like like they don't have much of a cult like manner or not like a cult pack like manner in a way yeah in the same 
kind of breath though i i think without social media these things wouldn't happen because or to that extent yeah or to that extent at least because the thing is i think a lot of people who like maybe they're having like kind of cray cray serial killer thoughts and (laughs) stuff i i feel like before social media you were just like oh my god i'm gonna keep that to myself yeah it was a lot harder to access um but now you can just go find like a a server and find like-minded people who validate like these urges that should probably be checked out by a psychiatrist and it feels like the the world is to that is more open and more it's more normalized normalized. even though it's like it's not in like mainstream society like you can find people who are going to be like what you're feeling is okay act on those impulses yeah exactly like you can you can find communities and i'm sure that's probably to an extent what happened with these girls or like they they came across each other looking for someone to talk to or something and i think it's unlikely that eight of them had murderous urges but maybe one of them did and like they were all going through something kind of similar maybe they're all being like Like bullied or they all had like kind of similar home lives that they wanted to or something like some there was like there's a link strong there was enough. probably like yeah. a strong enough bond and then one of them's like let's fucking kill this guy and they're yeah. like yes do it yeah because yeah. <laughs> i want you to like me still i want you to still be my friend like whatever like it's just this like frenzy and I, I feel like prior to the prevalence of social media you couldn't find other like-minded individuals who would validate yeah i think your... it was a lot a lot harder and i think yeah. just in general even with social media and with just like I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it just feels like there's a lot more crime within the youth community. Like there's, it's just, I feel like every day I hear a story and I mean, maybe that could be because we can see the world literally on our phones and yeah, immediately. I feel like every day there's something new. There's a new crime, like that Idaho crime now. Yeah. That yeah, 28 year old who was in yeah Pennsylvania and they're all the way in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Like he literally went in their home, like such an intimate space while they were sleeping and murdered them like it's just insane to me. and you know it's crazy i don't know if this has been proven or true but apparently he had been posting uh it's not confirmed so it could be wrong but there was like a page for the university that someone was posting and they suspect it was him uh of what this person might think who the murderer is like, yeah i saw it was like a snapchat article or something so i just saw like the, the headline and yeah. like i clicked through whatever but like it's like it was personal like idaho murderers like yeah. the killer knew the victims like whatever and that's the other thing too before they found the suspect a lot of people especially on tiktok were suspecting one of the victim's ex-boyfriends and that's really detrimental too to have that just kind of like a forest fire fl- burning throughout the whole world thinking yeah. you are a, mur- a murder suspect when you're mourning your ex-girlfriend yeah, yeah. even like the per- whoever was the owner of that car they suspected i think it was a female she was getting yeah. so much hate online and like in the neighbor we don't think uh, yeah and the neighbor too the awkward guy um just like s- all these people like now getting hate like they're gonna have to deal with those consequences and yeah. they've People are just so quick and can be so cruel on the internet and just can really tear someone's reputation. So have you seen uh, the World Cup just ended maybe a couple weeks ago? And I think it was after one of the games where Portugal lost. And there is a Moroccan girl who is on um, the camera, on one of the cameras for the World Cup. And she was making fun of Ronaldo. And she was like, haha, Ronaldo's in his car crying, something like that. And people, Ronaldo's fans were hating on her so much giving death threats to her to her family because like he lost uh i believe it was a baby it was a son i believe yeah and they 
just thought she was being super insensitive but she was just being a little girl and it just so happened to be caught on camera and went viral yeah and her mom had to end up going without being on camera because she didn't want to be recognized by the world went on camera and said my daughter's young she barely understands english she didn't mean it like that you know it's just about a soccer game yeah so and apparently this girl's family has just been ripped apart because of this when she was just being a kid yeah yeah and you can imagine like i can only imagine like because of that video her life is ruined yeah like or at least she could feel like some, it is, yeah right? exactly it, it, it definitely would feel like that when you're getting literally from all over the world all over the world hateful yeah. messages and comments like growing up if something happened and you know like god forbid there was some weird stuff about me on social media I, that would felt like the end of the world when yeah. i was in middle school but the actual world ganging up on you like you have so much access to literally anyone around the world to do or say anything to them or even there was a documentary i forget what it's called (laughs) i'll have to i'll have to bring it up another time but it was this guy who would call people call the cops on people to the wrong home i don't know if you've watched Um, it and someone ended up dying like a like uh oh my god what's it called my sister just an innocent victim ended up dying because the cops were called to his house and he was like what the fuck why are you at my house like swatting someone swatting someone yes yeah yeah my sister always jokes that she's gonna swat us yeah well but you've watched it have you watched it yeah like it's brutal yeah like uh i forget the victims names i really got to remember the documentary just to give them some um some awareness to this documentary but yeah someone was swatting people and someone ended up dying it was a a, a son a father you know someone's family and this guy did it to multiple people yeah i think it's super fucked up like in this in this day and age i feel like sometimes this shit used to happen and we just weren't hearing about it or as the world got like gotten fucked up like tenfold since i was a kid i like i don't know maybe things were happening at this frequency and we were just like none the wiser like i I, but i I feel like there's such a a massive exposure to everything you can't get away from it right it makes me think the internet developed so quickly that we've forgotten like the foundation our roots like the every day thinking in life like every morning we wake up and we have access to all the negative news in the world whereas back in the day when there was no social media or internet we would wake up and all we would know is everything we can see right everything tangible newspaper exactly local newspaper (laughs) at most but like their day wouldn't be as negative as it is now you can say you're not affected by it by something happening across the world but biologically subconsciously as a human being you are if you are you see horrible news something a fire happening in like australia or someone getting murdered in like india that's gonna affect literally anyone it's negative news it's bad energy it's like the concept of talking to two different plants speaking positively to one negatively to another it's the same concept you're surrounded by negative energy negative news you're gonna be react to it yeah whether you realize it or not so having that access every morning on just your phone is just it's horrible and i think a lot more people need to wake up and not look at their phone immediately because having your subconscious your brain you as a human waking up and seeing you're watching your social media even if you're like looking at positive things you're gonna feel so horrible about yourself because it's like why don't i have a happy life like this yeah why don't i start my day like this like you have to be more like in the now it's, it's kind of what we were talking about before too like focus on now and not too much about social media it's it's honestly poison yeah um, i think like it's important that like you kind of people like give themselves the grace to 
be who they are and not compare themselves to others and like also to realize that so much of what you see on social media is just blatant fucking bullshit. yeah like it even is. like looking at my own feed i'm like oh my god like my instagram i'm like really like that's not what that's my life looks like yeah not a true representation it's not like yeah. it's like every time i post something like i'm posting like the best photo and some crazy fun thing i did that was like abnormal out of the ordinary for me like i'm not posting me like lying on my floor Mm. eating katie out of a pot yeah <laughs> yeah like <laughs> it's been normalized it's been normalized yeah. to show just the best things yeah. of your life which i think is okay but a lot of people can't comprehend that there's we forget thing, like we're human that there's the other things occurring in our life it's more so like a showcase of i'm better than you or you know look at my life i i look like this even though i don't yeah and i don't know like i feel like it's kind of a shame and you know we never we always see the negative or we see kind of the stuff that we're jealous of yeah so like it's that, drastic the horrible drastic. things or the really fake beautiful delicious things yeah <laughs> and it's never like we never see like a glimpse of reality or we never see like a feel-good story where it's like yeah that's so nice the genuine. that gives me like faith in the world again it's blatant horror and then it's unattainable perfection and that's the only thing that people are exposed to. like honestly no wonder like young kids are so depressed yeah Yeah. um even just looking at tiktok comments i still to this day cannot understand how people talk to each other like that like strangers Mm -hmm. the horrible comments you leave and i've seen still so much racist things and you'd think to this day that type of stuff would at least be dwindling down but it's still Mm. happening still pretty pretty prevalent and it's just more so people are silenced people still have those thoughts and i think it's so crazy to this day like we're all humans and you still say those bullshit racist things even on social media where you can be tracked I, and i think like it's it goes back to what jill is saying having access to too much you are going to find someone like-minded even if you're like-minded is scary and dark and yeah horrible you are gonna find a place where you belong mm-hmm. where you can amf- amplify that yeah yeah that awfulness i don't <clears throat> even know what to call it and you'll 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 feel okay because even though you can be in a world where you can't actually preach those things out loud. You have a community in a sense. Mm-hmm. And then that can trigger you and lead you to do something so horrendous like school shootings, stabbings. Yeah. That's sort of where it starts. Yeah. Like they start talking about those things online. Yeah, and then... all the time they've linked it almost to being part of something online. And school shootings are happening all the time now. Yeah. They're consistent. Spilling over into Canada. We haven't really had too many problems with like large Yeah, because we yeah, have like a, we have gun control. We have here, like fairly stringent. Yeah. Um but I mean we're starting to hear about it more and more. Even like in my area, there's been so many more amber alerts and like where or not amber alerts, but like uh like safety alerts where they're like uh stay at home, like everyone stay in place there's a shooter on the loose in your area yeah that happened the, that other, happened day. the other day yeah, yeah. there was like a, well, i was at I the mean, theater like three weeks ago by the time this comes out but yeah you were at the theater i was, I was at, the, at work i was i was home they were blaring it, was, it in yeah. the theaters and everyone's like are we gonna watch this movie or not i was actually terrified that like they didn't say where this person was i was like is this gonna be like another movie shooter situation yeah. i was like trying to watch avatar 2 and i'm like what the fuck's happening <laughs> you don't even feel I'm like safe, am i gonna yeah. is this gonna be my last popcorn <laughs> that's it's fucked up though like it's just in canada you you wouldn't think this would happen it's happening yeah. more and more and i remember like even a oh god a couple of years ago um at like what was it raptors parade like after yeah and, in the oh, mall yes in the yeah and they were just like shooting into the crowd it's more and more that's happening and it kind of makes you wonder if 
it wasn't so heavily reported on when it did happen like what it happened at this frequency mm-hmm. but then also like i've looked at statistics i used to like study politics in school um, the amount of essays i've written on american society but a lot of them were about like major social issues in america the statistics on gun violence is crazy there's like multiple mass shootings daily throughout yeah. the states like we'll be on like the 150th day of the year and it's like we've had 287 mass shootings so far like it's fucking crazy how many of them go unreported like insane not huge hugely covered on the media so that's the thing too like uh, the only ones they cover are the school shootings where young kids die like it's it sucks because they don't link these these issues like obviously these people are mentally ill and just really disturbed and you never know like these things can come about someone can just get really upset and from what they're exposed to on social media some people just can't handle the things they're exposed to and and just act out and and are just yeah and i think it clicks a switch in people sometimes i think it's especially tough for like some kids nowadays because i know even like when i was growing up like it was kind of a thing if you're like not the most popular at school or you're getting bullied or whatever you know when our parents were growing up you just went home and like maybe your next school day sucked but like you had your few hours like you you know you had your evening of like peace like just with your family like i mean hopefully your family Mm. is nice to you yeah but um now it like doesn't stop like you you get bullied in person at school and you come home and And you're like getting messages and tweets and people are subtweeting you and like commenting shit on your tiktoks and your photos and blah 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 yeah i've seen like the really young kids committing suicide oh my god yeah because like you know things that happen on like snapchat groups or whatsapp groups between them like it's yeah like you said there's no escape like you finish getting bullied at school you get home and it's coming through your phone you're in your room alone you literally feel alone in this world Mm -hmm. your parents could be outside they could be so kind even worse if you don't have the greatest life at home and you you, how do you escape like i don't know when if i'm nine years old 10 years old 11 years old with my little self like I wouldn't know how to escape. Like, I, yeah. I don't know what resources I would have. It's just so limited in that moment. I can I can sympathize so much with these little kids and my heart breaks for them because I, I, ima- I can only imagine how alone they feel. And a lot of people, they think, just turn off your phone. But if the rest of the world is so consumed by this, you have to follow the pack. You yeah. have to do, you feel inclined as a human being biologically to do what other people are doing, to yeah. use your phone, to be on social media, have these you know whatever as much as parents want to take these things away from kids if 99 percent of the classmates have it they're just gonna be like fuck it i'll give you a phone fuck it i'll give you an ipad you can never really win it when it comes to that yeah being a kid is so tough these days and uh i don't know it's just like a shame to see the way that things are are going for the kiddos of today okay let's put a little spin on things then um what do you guys think your approach should be if you were... I mean, first of all, do you both want to have kids? Or is that too personal to ask? Or let's... Ha- you have, have to answer it now. <laughs> that's not too personal. Um, I actually don't want kids. Okay. Because A, I got a hip tattoo and I would just destroy it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, honestly, like I think the world's a little bleak yeah. to bring kids into it. I would like potentially consider like maybe adopting. Mm. I think that could be like a little fun and fresh moment for me um and like 
I love having my baby kitty and I feel like it'd just be like the same but more annoying. So I think I could do it. <laughs> Ophelia's sufficient enough, I yeah. guess. Ophelia's a handful. But yeah, honestly, I just I was having this conversation at Christmas. Um, yeah, I don't want kids because I think that the world is too bleak and too devastating. That's fair enough. So Sharon, what about you? <laughs> Way to fucking make me sound like an asshole. I want kids for sure. Yeah. I want like a Bitch. lot of children. <laughs> Fuck you. Kidding. I'm kidding. I support your decision. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a conversation later, Jill. Oh my God. We're going to have kids together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll think about it. We'll see. So yeah, I want kids. I actually, there's a European ring test my sister-in-law told me about where if you get a real necklace, like a real metal necklace and a real like metal ring and you dip it show you guys for those of you on youtube watching you open your palm you dip it between your index finger and your thumb a few times and then you let it either swing back and forth which is a boy or swing in circles which is a girl and from that i found out i will be having two girls and a boy and what's interesting is my boyfriend has gotten that answer and we've done it several times same answer keeps coming up we've done it for people who have kids already and the same kids have come up like my parents who have a girl boy sorry yeah girl boy girl boy have gotten both gotten the same answer so it okay what am i verifies i'm doing this on camera right now she's doing on camera guys come on youtube and watch okay give it to me okay so is this even real yeah it is <laughs> Shane. <laughs> so you need a ring though okay Do you want to use my ring on it oh, that's, yeah, a so- that's a solid rock let me use this one okay <laughs> it's too well there's a charm on it that's like ring shaped Nah, bitch that's okay. not gonna work okay guys bear with me so we're gonna do a ring test on jill it's honestly accurate i've done it with can, so many friends and family off if you need to. i've done it with so many friends and family it's okay we'll do it like this and it's so accurate so come on youtube Watch this episode. We'll see what uh, Jillian's going to have. So you dip it between the thumb and the index three times. And then I'm just gently going to place it. And now we wait. I'm like trying to be radio silent here. (laughs) Someone want to commentate? It's it's not really doing too much. Um, I mean, it's wiggling a little bit, but... It takes a little bit. Yeah, I don't think it's discernible enough movement. Okay, guys. So it validates that you're not gonna have. Yep, didn't kids, move. Which Look is really interesting. Um, <laughs> do we want to continue? Do you want to do, do the test? test? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Come, okay, yeah. come closer. Does babe. it have to be any either hand? Doesn't matter. Okay, so we're gonna do Fatima now. So Jillian is not having kids apparently, which Woo-hoo. she likes. One, two, three. Now we're doing Fatima. Let's see what baby girl's having immediately it's moving more than mine was do you feel energy <laughs> and philip is here as control to see that i'm not moving my hand i mean hers is moving this way a little bit like okay, mine wasn't doing your thumb up a little closer or your fucking palm not your thumb so i'm not having kids either <laughs> no no no, no wait, yours wait, is wait. moving considerably wait, more than wait, mine wait. Was. it takes a little bit because um i was my first daughter is very stubborn and took a while like yours is continuing to move this is just i think it's indicating it'll be hard it. yeah it is going like side to side so swinging back and forth like that means it's a boy and Damn, bitch oh my god look at it it's like getting intense philip i didn't move my hand did i Nope. that's wild eh oh that my is. god okay so swinging back and forth that's a boy Ooh. okay let's keep going because now we can, can i see. name it <laughs> well, i want to name it if she's having more one two three and then when we cut the cameras we'll do rajiv after 
Oh, right away. That's so circular. She'll be, she's going to be easier. So hold on. She is. Hold on. No, it's a girl. She's going to be easier to have. Isn't that wild? Okay, let's see. Any more? One, two, three. Wow. Right into a circle, guys. It's a girl. That's wild. Come watch this on YouTube, guys. <laughs> Literally, this is crazy. Fatima, I want to name all of your kids for you. <laughs> okay, you can. I'm going to name the boy Bonk. B-O-N-K. <laughs> um, the first girl is going to be um, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I'm naming these all after my old fish. Can you by the feel way. any energy on your um, mom? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. What is happening? Look, you're having a boy. Oh my god, so many kids to name. Yeah, okay. it's a boy. Bonk Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So boy, girl, boy. One more time, because it's it, when when you stop having kids, it stops. One, two, three. Fatima, how many goddamn presents we have to buy these little fuckers for <laughs> Christmas? That's the real question. I can't talk or I'll move. Oh my god, stop having kids. It's <laughs> a lot of pressure for wanted, me as the cool always aunt. Always wanted lots of kids okay this is a girl but i think it's gonna be the last one one two three are you guys keeping track i forget yeah we're at four five five yeah there's been boy girl girl boy girl oh my god close your goddamn legs (laughs) (laughs) i've gotta have an even okay i don't know what's going on here we're gonna have to do this again (laughs) off camera um we'll we'll check in and let you guys know but far too many goddamn children yo that's actually wild though i'm gonna do rajiv and see if it matches because like it's wild like my yeah. sister-in-law my brother have done it my little brother has done it he doesn't have kids motherfuckers having four daughters he's like <laughs> oh hell poor no. guy oh that's rough <laughs> yeah he's like hell no um but yeah i think it's i don't even know what the hell we were talking about there yeah going back so yeah how, if we want to have kids yeah so, so if yeah. you want to have kids now what do you kind of have you thought about what kind of approach you would want to take with social media and like life in general i mean like i'm totally with you there jill that this is just another kind of world we're bringing kids into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would take a lot of thought. I mean, I've, I've given it some thought. Have you? So, yeah, I, to be honest with you, I'm going to be a little bit more, I'm going to have a different approach when raising my kids. I will baby them in a sense, but I'm going to treat them as a, like a human being. Like they're my friend and I'll still be my, their mother, but I don't want them to feel belittled by an adult babying them constantly. So the way I'm going to approach it is... I will let them have social media, but at a certain age, I think probably when they're a teenager, maybe 16 yeah. years old, depending on how the world will be at the time, probably 16 years old will be fine. And I think I'll introduce it lightly. I'm not going to, you know, cold turkey it or yeah. give let them have it Full all force. of a sudden overnight. I'll gradually let them get into it. But at the same time, I also don't want to be too strict because I kind of we me and jill were talking about it earlier being too strict on your kids and not letting them do anything they're just going to go and do it anyways right and if i let my kids have access to this maybe it won't be as destructive as i think it is kind of educate them in a way and let them not necessarily do what they want but not be too hard on them and because i I can't avoid it they're going to grow up and have access to this anyway you might as well let them kind of be a little bit exposed to it but in a moderate level yeah what do you think i'm i'm totally with you there like i mean i think that one instance i was actually doing an event recently and um the kids were there and the magician was there these kids had to be between three to ten every time he did a magic trick they were not fascinated and they knew exactly what he was doing because they said they've seen it on tiktok 
And I was just watching their reaction so unentertained, like so not, and remembering whenever I've seen a magic show when I was younger, how baffled I was, how excited I was. And that to me right there made me feel like kids are not kids anymore. Like they don't have mm-hmm. that, I don't know, like that kind of childish energy. Yeah, like that like uh, innocence. Yeah, the yeah. innocence, exactly. Like, I'll say, I went to Boston Pizza like three years ago with my best friend. And <laughs> they had one of those magicians be. who came by to the table. <laughs> blew my goddamn mind yeah <laughs> these <laughs> juiced i literally was more excited than them he was like juggling oh and pulling like cards out and they were like this is actually one piece of paper and it was an illusion and i was just thinking i didn't even know that and i was behind the scenes um so that just right there this might be an unpopular opinion and might be a bit controversial but i would actually like to homeschool my kids until the age of 10 now Ooh. i don't want to make them not know what's happening in the world or anything like that i just want to instill some of the ways i grew up and some basic principles on being a good human being yeah just simply that which i think is lacking with lots of kids nowadays at the same time i'm planning to put them in tons of activities and things like that Mm. so they can be around other kids socializing yeah socializing six kids I think you might <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i love that idea because you know what i would actually it would break my heart if i have kids and they don't read they don't do any sports they don't do yeah. any extra curriculars and they're constantly on their phone i was that child who is a bookworm and just never i was outside playing doing gymnastics learning literally anything i could possibly learn that innocence was definitely in me and i looking back i appreciate my childhood for that reason so i don't even think that's controversial it is but i really respect that because i would like to do that i just don't know how i would go about that because i really believe school these days is really just creating sheep it's like you're not really learning what you really need to learn a lot of the curriculum in schools these days i mean i don't have kids or young kids in my family to know but from what i've heard a lot of the things that they're learning is irrelevant it's unnecessary they focus on the wrong things and they're strict for no reason they're strict for the wrong reasons and they don't have the fundamentals i mean really fundamentals i'm not saying like teach kids at a young age sine and cosine because who's drawing sine and cosine graphs like i'm talking about like basic multiplication basic addition like now because of the pandemic i know from adam my little brother kids are really behind on math like really behind on math and i think that basic math is a basic life skill that everybody should know yes you know Um, what blew my mind apparently Again, I'm not a toddler, but apparently they're not teaching cursive in schools anymore. Oh, yes, yeah, they, they don't. don't. They stopped doing that years ago. Blows my it, mind. It's weird because, like, I will write in cursive and a child will see and they're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's I how I write because I'm a human being. Yeah. Like, I, I'm an adult. Stop writing in little block fucking letters. Yeah. <laughs> write in cursive well, and do your taxes. Like, even <laughs> in high school, at least in high school, you need, like, a like a proper sex ed life skills and finances which is so important oh my God, they yes. set you up for disaster because you want to constantly be in a nine to five i don't know if you guys have read rich dad poor dad but that's literally what he discusses you're just constantly primed to have this life where you're you have to rely on being constantly in debt like always having a mortgage always having a debt to pay doing an nine to five and just constantly being in the rat race being a sheep just you know always focusing on paying your taxes and things like that there's more to life than these things and 
they don't teach kids these proper fundamentals like you're discussing because they they're literally priming you to be these like little soldiers these sheep that will just constantly keep funding the government yeah. that's a whole nother conspiracy theory <laughs> but I no mean, even to i digress <laughs> even to add to that adam actually just sent me a video which is so funny he's just 12, but he her. sent me a little video they always teach you that there's one right answer and so when you grow up you're so afraid to make a mistake where mm-hmm. in reality there's multiple right answers there's multiple paths you can get take to get to that answer whether the answer is just simply an answer to an equation or what success whatever it is there's many roads you can take when a student answers incorrectly automatically correcting them and automatically not being interested in their perspective and trying to shift it to make it fit the mold like i don't mm. think that that's good for for children they need to realize that there's multiple ways to get to from point a to point b yeah i remember like even being in school i was always like really good at math and are you sure yes <laughs> not not anymore guys i'm brain dead now and everyone knows it like i do like tests or like whatever or, like my homework and i'd submit it and they'd be like oh you didn't do like the ex- ridiculously long-winded way that we taught you how to do long division and like well i can do fucking normal division in my head yeah so i just True, wrote yeah. down the answer like yeah i me, never like, learned 10 it. divided by five it's two like i don't need to yeah. write it out you idiot like, i never learned long division and i, so don't I did fuck i about it honestly if someone asked me to do long division right now i think i'd burst into tears yeah <laughs> same but, but i used to like know how to do it right um and i used to be able to do math in general um not anymore but <laughs> but yeah like you're always just taught there is a wholly correct answer and if it's not entirely correct then it's, it's wrong, wrong. Yeah. or if it's a differing opinion than like what we're trying to teach you it's wrong like people can have people can get to like the same conclusion in different ways yeah. and some people think differently like there's i i mean i think we're knowing more about it now than like we used to but like there's a ton of different ways that people's brains actually like work Watch and interact it. like even um a great example like my best friend's been doing her lsats or yeah yeah her lsats and the LSATs don't test how smart you are. They test if you think in the optimal way to be a lawyer. Mm. The MCATs test if, actually, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's like it's the same a similar thing. way, like it's, but for medical. It's, yeah, it's like more medical based, but it's, um, it tests your like rationalization skills and, and the way that your brain thinks. Mm-hmm. Like, um, how logical are you? Like, what kind of logical steps do you take to get, like, so the answers they give you, there's not, a right answer there's yeah. a most right answer yeah it's like what can create answer, the best solution yeah like that particular answer would indicate that this is the way that your brain approached the question yeah. which would indicate you have the right thinking type that we're looking for or you're able to train your brain to think that way like not every single person is going to look at something and like think think it through the exact same way so why are we teaching kids that that's how their brain has to work why are we teaching kids it's bad if they don't if their brain doesn't work in the same way as like mm-hmm. the norm or the ideal I'd say even ideal over norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm with you there, yeah. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I, I grew up thinking about getting something wrong. I'd be terrified. I think a good example would be uh, my boyfriend. He was f- forced to take, like, Chinese school to learn his language. And, I mean, I was offered that, but I, I just opted to teach my own language to myself. So I'm grateful for that. But he ended up taking a Chinese school and yeah. he's had horrible memories because he would just be just very traumatic because they would really 
tear you down if you get the wrong answer if you don't grasp something a certain way because like uh, cantonese and mandarin are very hard languages and he yeah. was learning cantonese and it, like to this day there's a lot of thing that things that haunt him and he he's i wouldn't say he's scared to make a mistake but like it's kind of been ingrained in him as a child to try to strive for the best answer yeah. and like i feel i feel like a lot of kids can relate to this because there's a lot of teachers i even grew up with that would scream at you yell at you abuse you back in our parents days they used to like whip you children just, you just smoke oh, yeah. those back home ba- yeah back home they would we beat got you whipped. we got yeah. hit with like Jesus the metal rulers Christ. yeah or like another punishment because school like and they would punish you for everything like school was also cost a lot of money where i lived um and so if your parents were late paying you got punished so when you came into class you had to stand in the corner facing the wall with both your arms in the air and on one leg i'm not even joking you for the entire day you know how much your arms hurt from being like up in the air like that crazy that is so fucked up yeah since it's it's intense like it's like the things that kids have to go through it's absolutely like i can't comprehend it like the schooling in east asia like korea and japan china even like the even a friend even told me in india like the expectations all over the world really for kids is immense the amount of use they go through but then here in canada it's not consistent i feel like the curriculum it's not consistent and i feel like a lot of the kids just we need to find a middle ground we can't be be the extremes yeah there needs to be a middle ground like there's kids in like japan who clean the classroom yeah and then here in in canada the kids like fucking flip off the teachers and go and vape outside (laughs) guilty (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding guys i quit congratulations since the first what second episode she's quit yeah i'm so proud of you she doesn't owe us money yeah i'm sad about that anyone money my my, actually my friends were all smoked they were all like we're all quitting for new year's too Uh, so one of the (laughs) boyfriends is enforcing first one to like cave and buy a vape or like hit anyone else's vape even has to take the entire group out for dinner i'm like love that yeah no one's got the funds for that absolutely not (laughs) um just to kind of switch it up a little bit on you guys i was kind of interested in this topic because of a lot of violence happening here in canada so in the real estate industry for really anyone any client it's so important to be able to have the opportunity to choose your own realtor because even here in hamilton like every street is different and if you don't have a realtor that is knowledgeable in that area for instance doesn't know a specific street in hamilton or neighborhood is good or bad or suits you and your needs it doesn't work out like if you're going and buying your home for your family like your wife is pregnant you're pregnant you're about to be married you have a family already or you're simply moving on your own or any other situation really you need to know where you're moving to you need to have a knowledgeable realtor who knows where you're moving and if it's affiliated with any gangs if there is any danger or anything that frequents that area it's so important and i feel like a lot of clients don't recognize that you need to be able to have that choice to pick someone and not have to just jump on the first person you know just because they're experienced doesn't really know that they know hamilton like a mississauga realtor doesn't know hamilton a brantford realtor might not know you know st Catharines or something like that you you just have to do your research and look into that like what do you guys think about that yeah like i i know even for myself like i um recently moved and i was like i'm gonna move to the ghetto because it was so fucking cheap like i was like i'm moving to like literally like the 
most terrifying part of town. I'm dead set on it. I don't give a fuck. Like, I just want, like, $1,100 a month rent. Currently, I'm living in a nice condo that my mom forced me into for $2,000 a month. And I'm hating it. But I will say, well, I love it, but struggling. (laughs) (laughs) Nepotism, baby. (laughs) Uh, That's not nepotism. I'm just kidding. But my mom was helping me find a place and i'm like i'm moving to this terrifying neighborhood and she's like no you're not and the only reason i didn't is because i needed a co-signer uh, and she refused because <laughs> she's like that's a terrifying neighborhood blah 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 and i was like so annoyed and like so pissed off that she wouldn't just let me like move to the literal like horrifying ghetto where literally there's like car thefts and like stabbings every day literally yeah. and i'm like mommy like i need cheap rent like i can't afford to live in like a nice part of town but like now i work there and it's (laughs) horrifying yeah and i'm like oh my god i can't believe i tried to move here like it's terrifying yeah even the office we were at previously too is yeah it was kind of questionable like when we were there late at night one time we were meeting all together we literally had to run to our car because there were some weird guys on the motorcycle staring at us yeah yeah like the amount of creeps in in the sketchier parts of hamilton and like it's my mom's uh realtor thank god like thank god she didn't let me live there and she wasn't even making money off of it she just loves me so yeah (laughs) yeah and like honestly that's that's why it's really important to choose a realtor who's local to the neighborhood you're moving to whatever your vision is for your lifestyle the neighborhood can recommend where you're you whether you're single you're a couple you're a family they can recommend which neighborhood will suit the lifestyle you need recommend schools parks like whatever it is whatever your list is having a local realtor can save you from moving somewhere that would just cause you and your family misery and ha have you have to uproot a lot sooner than you would have needed to otherwise yeah so yeah like that's the thing being able to do research about schools and stuff is one thing but like like you said having a local realtor that actually knows has heard these stories know these knows these areas frequents those areas is so important but even if you do want to support a family member but want to let's say move to a city that they don't know they can still help you out and recommend a good reliable realtor that has this knowledge of the areas like you could still work with your family and they can refer someone to you that is knowledgeable they can help you in the process and then your family member can also benefit from a situation as well which is awesome so there's always options there and it's so important to keep that in mind because there's dangerous areas everywhere right yeah i think too like a lot of people um don't necessarily have like the the like foresight and the knowledge to like vet their realtors Mm. they don't they don't really think to either yeah you're just like oh you have a lot of experience great like let's do it but like i don't know like literally you can google what are things i should ask my realtor before signing a contract and like it'll be like a list of like 30 things of like ask your realtor this question to like test their knowledge and make sure that like they're that they're right for you that their marketing plan is right for you that their rate works for you like blah 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 like there's there's just so many things that like a a buyer or a seller can do like to their like with their due diligence their own due diligence yeah Yeah, just to make sure that whatever realtor they get is like gonna do the job the way that they want it done like ultimately it's a business transaction like a lot of people do tend to have like good relationships with their realtors and like it's it's a fun and it's exciting process so i think people kind of sometimes lose sight of the fact that this is business yeah like I'm making a huge financial investment and like, yeah, we're having fun and you're super sweet, but like, are you doing your due diligence? Are you doing your job? Are you like protecting my best interests? Yeah. I think like the, the 
clientele who definitely have it down is in, um, investors because mm-hmm. they just don't have an emotional attachment yeah. to the process. So they're like, do the job. They see Absolutely. right through it. They yeah, see they that. See are it. you are you diligent enough to do your job or not? No. Okay, move on. Yeah. Next person. Yeah. They don't care for like the cupcakes and the coffee and the laughter and all that shit. They're just like, fucking buy me a house. <laughs> yeah. Versus like if you're, you know, buying your own home and like maybe it's like your first home or you're moving in with a partner or something and yeah. like it's exciting. and It is so emotional. And yeah. especially like I've... So I've seen lots of people, like, on a couple ends of the spectrum, like, either, like, they're going with a complete stranger who's, like, incompetent, Mm. or maybe they're very competent, or, like, they're using, like, a friend who maybe they shouldn't be yeah. like i'm all for supporting your friends businesses but at the end of the day it's not always right for everybody to go with like a friend or a family member also like just with any industry i mean people can really fake it there's a lot of fake realtors out there that might just will fake a relationship with you just for the transaction and then just it's just it's heartbreaking i it makes me think i this i talked about this uh situation in the last episode where i have a listing someone was bringing an offer to and the realtor just did not i feel like did not represent their client sufficiently and i felt really bad for their clients because ultimately like there's so much i can do i have to act in my client's best interest so i you can't really move forward with someone who doesn't bring enough information yeah that's why it's so important to work with a realtor who's gonna bring out you as the client in the best light to the other side represent you in the best way possible because you know what the other side is looking for so you can make sure your client is presenting the correct information whether it be an offer presenting the most appealing offer um, making sure you're getting all the right supporting documents whether it's for a lease or a buy or a sell it's just important to work with someone who's (laughs) I guess I'm kind of repeating myself here but not only is local to the area where you're moving but also a good realtor who actually cares about you achieving your end goal in a way that is good to you and not just profitable to them yeah exactly i think in uh like in any business once you start looking at things as purely transactional like ultimately Mm -hmm. it is transactional and you do need to keep that kind of in the back of your head but once you stop caring about like the people and the like stuff that you're you know dealing with like in our cases homeowners Want to be homeowners? Want to be homeowners? <laughs> well, you're just a wannabe. <laughs> want to be homeowners? Um, like me. But like you know, once you stop caring about that, you're. I don't know. It all goes to hell. <laughs> yeah, that's really important to keep in mind. You want someone who has a lot of integrity and ethics. Um, you don't want just a realtor who's trying to make a quick buck on you, and that's really hard to find. All power to you if you're yeah. looking for a realtor. So, I mean, I know three good realtors yeah. right in this room One, two, that three. <laughs> have got all the things you're <laughs> looking for. We have everything you need, baby. We'll take care yeah. of you. But no, in reality, even if you need like a referral or some something from out of the yeah. city, like. Let us know, even if you just want to know what questions to ask, like Jill mentioned. We are more than happy to make sure you've got the right knowledge going into into your your next step. Biggest transaction you'll ever make in your life, baby. Make an informed decision, okay? Period. (laughs) There we go. And, you know, like if anyone ever, like specific questions or like topics people want us to cover, like let us know. Yes. So we have... um, some more informational videos coming out and we do cover a lot uh, quite a few topics on instagram as well so let us know what you want to see any questions you have we'll answer it a lot more content coming through if you want to have a specific property tour 
for any areas let us know we're going to be doing some property tours yeah now that it's the new year um if you want to check us out on instagram facebook tiktok youtube everywhere baby spotify everywhere <laughs> spotify yeah that's important probably listening on spotify too thank you Probs. so your homegirls with a period between each word check us out yeah and then jillian mcleod dot real estate yeah and it's fatima salama green and Sharon dot Musavi baby. And of course, we'll have it on the screen for you guys there. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I will. We will. You, you will. Time. Just you. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.